been blessed this morning. I love children, always did, and always will. If you have your Bibles this morning, I don't know where they've got the, yeah, they've got it going up there, have it to Look with me in Mark chapter 6, and I have read, and I have read yesterday after that funeral, and it just seemed, uh, you preachers know what I'm talking about when I say that have you ever read and read and studied and studied and and uh, you just mind was blank. Have you ever done that? You just couldn't come up with nothing. That's the way I done all the evening after that funeral yesterday. And David called me last night and uh, was talking and wanted to know what he's going to preach from. And I said, I don't know. Well, I said, I can't. My mind's blank. I said, he ain't giving me nothing yet. But I said, I, he will between now and morning. And because he's never failed me, he said he had never failed me. He never has, and I believe that he never will. Amen, brother. So I was got up this morning. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to close the book, and I'm going to go to bed. I did, and I got up this morning. Just read, got my Bible opening, and I got to reading, and it was just like the Holy Spirit which started showing me something. And I... Uh, Call a young preacher who was up at Nephilim to see if it was still on. The church is getting together tonight. He said, yes, it is. And uh, he said, I went to bed last night studying and making notes. And he said, I woke up. My notepad was laying in one place and my Bible was laying in another. And I was laying in another. And I said, well, I studied and studied yesterday and I was just blank. I said, I told David I was going to bed. And... Uh, Got up this morning and I said, God started, I just opened my Bible and there it was, the Word of God. And he said, well, he said, I went to sleep last night. He said, getting a message. And uh, where I'd opened it up at and was studying and felt like this is where God wanted to go. I, I, uh, he said, uh, you know, he said, I've been working on a message last night and working on it this morning. He said, uh, I'm going to preach. He said, uh, I don't know where he said it was in the book of Mark or Luke or where it's in about all of the Gospels. But he said, I'm going to preach this morning about where Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. There I was sitting there looking exactly what I had read. I thought, okay, Lord, okay. <laughs> and so stand with me this morning as we read a little bit. If we had any, if we had any new ones to come in since Sunday school class, it's not been here for the first time. This first time being here on Sunday morning. Is there any new ones here? One on the back. I thought I thought so when I seen him. How many? Oh, there's two two of you. All right. So we got two more new ones here this morning. Young man, we're glad to have y'all with us this morning. And uh, so I'm going to begin reading that. Uh, let me back up over here and look at verse 4 with me. Chapter 6, verse 4. It said, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, 
and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk, and they and healed them. And he marveled because of their what? Unbelief. I want to say something here. I marveled, or I don't know what's really the word, but I have problem understanding people's unbelief today. Anybody have that problem? Let's go on. We may get back there. And he went around, he went round about the villages teaching. And verse 7, and he called unto him the twelve, and began to send them forth by two and two, and he gave them power over unclean spirits, and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. And he said unto them, In what place soever ye enter into a house, there abide till ye depart from that place. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable, tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with all many that were sick and healed them. Brother Dean, ask the blessing on the Lord. Yes, we do, Lord. <coughs> yes, Lord, give it to me, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, as I read the scripture, and I thought back over there in verse 4, and I sort of just want to lay it out here where we can understand it. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor 
but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. <laughs> I want that to sink in there for just a minute. I have always said a lot of times that people you know, people you love, people that you've trusted, people that you've put a lot of faith in, sometimes it's your own family, but most likely them's the one that's going to let you down the most. And in his own country, and your own people. And so this is what Jesus said. And the Bible says that he could not do mighty works there, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and he healed them. And the reason he couldn't, the Bible said, and he marveled because of their unbelief. There is a world of people out there today that's full of unbelief. But you know, when you read back in the Word of God, and people say that we don't know what's happening, what's going on today, why are we going through all of these troubles, all of these trials, and everything else? But you know, if you know what the Word of God says, then you know that Jesus said, in the last days, perilous times would come, and they are here. He said, man will be lovers of his own self more than lovers of God. And He didn't stop the fire he said people will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power of God therein. I believe the church world is weaker today than I've ever seen it. Amen. I believe today instead of having our minds on the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, instead of having our minds on winning people to Jesus, that the devil has come in and got our minds off from that and got our minds of following the devil and they're listening to the devil more than they're listening to what God's saying. And that is because of their unbelief. But if people today and Christians today would only read God's Word and believe God's Word and not doubt God's Word. I was reading on a, a little... Uh, a uh, 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 Bible, uh, 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 Bible marker there. The other day. I don't know where I got it at, but I was sitting there reading it. And I don't remember what all he said, uh, but it said prayer, uh, a believing person's prayer, said prayer will shake the foundation of heaven. Amen. How many believe that? How long, don't you think God is sitting back today uh, uh, waiting to hear the church start back praying uh, and wants to share the foundation of heaven shake uh, that people getting serious uh, about uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, people are no more looking for them uh, for Jesus' return today uh, as they was uh, 
a hundred years ago when people was not looking for him. Well, people today is not looking for him either. And even some will say, well, he's never come yet. I've heard it since I was a little child, but he's not come yet. They say, where is his coming? Because we don't believe he's coming because he's never come yet. But let me tell you, friend, just because he's not come yet, you ought to be appraising God for it that he's giving you time to get in and get your families in. Amen. But just because people says, well, they don't believe he's coming, that ain't going to change the fact that he said he was coming. And I believe that one of these days, there's going to be a lot of people caught outside and the door's going to be shut on them because of their unbelief today. And he couldn't do many works because of unbelief. That's the reason, Brother Dean Morris, today that there are not many mighty works happening in the house of God today. It's simply because, Brother Mark, uh, there's too much unbelief in it. Uh, I don't believe in this. I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe God's a healer. I don't believe in anointing to laying hands on them and praying for them. But I'm going to show you something here in a minute. Uh, I don't believe in shouting. Uh, I don't believe uh, in dancing. I don't believe in loud music. Uh, they just don't believe in anything uh, that where God said uh, to do. Uh, he said, enter his house with things giving him praise. Amen. Uh, he said, make a loud noise and a joyful noise uh, unto the Lord. Uh, amen. How long has it been uh, since you've been somewhere in the church of God uh, that you hear them making a loud noise? Uh, most of them that I've been into uh, and I ain't been into many of them lately, but I have been in them before uh, where they sat there and they slept through the service. Amen. Uh, I mean, they look at one another. They wasn't getting it uh, because they didn't want it uh, and nothing was happening in the church then uh, and nothing's happening in the church today uh, because of people's uh, unbelief today. They give, they give the devil too much credit, Mark. They let the devil beat them out of a blessing uh, because of their unbelief. Uh, the devil is convinced people today, uh, hey man, that Jesus is not coming. Uh, he, uh, he, is, uh, uh, he has convinced people today uh, that the Word of God uh, is not the truth. Uh, they've taught them, uh, they, they've been taught today, uh, hey man, if it feels good, then do it. Uh, well, I'll agree with them as long as it's in the spirit, right spirit uh, and in the Spirit of God. Uh, I don't believe in this fake stuff. Uh, I don't believe in putting on a show, says. Uh, I believe in the real thing. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, if the real thing can't move me, uh, I get worried about myself. Hey man, uh, I get, I, I do, I get worried about myself uh, when I hear somebody preaching or somebody singing uh, amen and I don't feel that spirit getting stirred in me uh, I get concerned about myself sure we're living in perilous times but I believe it's Tracy sung a song this morning you sang that song God on the mountain or something. You ever listen to that song? Yeah. Faith comes so easy when you're on a mountain. Oh, yeah. 
Amen. Everybody is a Christian as long as they on that mountain. He is their God as long as they're on that mountain. <laughs> but boy, you let something come along that they've got to walk through the valley and their faith is weak, ain't it? God is looking for a people that can be their God in the valley as well as on the mountain. It's easy when you're on the mountain, Lee, when you got money in your pocket, your bills is all paid, your family's all well, uh, and everything is going going hunky-dory, you know. Uh, and then in them times, you know, uh, that everything's going good and everybody's well. Uh, well, it's them times if we're not careful. Uh, uh, we'll say, well, we've got it made, you know, uh, and we will sort of slide out uh, and forget to come to the house of God, hey, man. Uh, and we can find time for everything else. Uh, except the house of God. Amen. Amen. That's when we're on the mountain. Some people you won't see them and some people Mark they don't need me won't come around me until sickness hits or something and who do you think they call? They call the preacher. Now not everybody but I'm just saying some people. Everything's all right as long as everything's going good. But you let the wagon wheel run off and everything starts falling apart. And then how much faith do we have in God? Do you think God's pleased with us then? I believe God is pleased with us when we're going through and all hell breaks loose, so to speak, Brother Lee, and the wagon wheel has fell off on each side, hey man, and, and it's hard to get to pull, hard to pull the old wagon, so to speak. And I believe that it blesses God when God sees that you need Him. And when you start crying out to God and saying, God, I don't know what to do. God, I'm in a place that I need help. I need some strength, Lord. And we need to remember Remember uh, what David said. Uh, he said, The Lord uh, is my strength uh, of my salvation. Uh, he said, The Lord is the light of my life. Uh, he said, The Lord uh, is my buckler. The Lord is my shield. Uh, the Lord is uh, my by everything this morning uh, I'm going to trust him uh, in the good times uh, and I'm going to trust him uh, in the bad times uh, I'm going to praise him uh, when I'm blessed uh, and I'm going to praise him Shay, uh, when everything's falling apart why because uh, he is my strength he is my life Jesus Christ is my everything. I've had family to let me down, Paul. I've had church family to let me down. I've been talked about Lee. I've been lied on, lied to. And everything.
tried to tear me down, Mark. <laughs> Don't you think I'm feeling sorry for myself? I'm not feeling a bit sorry for myself. Because of some of the same ones that done it, Brother Dean, I hear about them and see them every now and then and some of them look like death warmed over. They don't go to church nowhere and it seems like everything is turning against them. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, touch not my anointed. Touch not my anointed. So before you start talking about this preacher or any preacher that preaches you the truth of God, uh, and gets on your toes. Don't you get mad at him and run out here throwing him out to the dog, so to speak. Uh, because when you do that, uh, you're going to find out uh, that the Word of God is true. When he says, touch my, my anointed, uh, you better keep your mouth shut and you better keep uh, your nose clean out of it. Hey man, uh, you better keep your thoughts to yourself. Uh, hey man, I've got, now that didn't cost nobody anything this morning. You know, Jesus tells us, Jesus tells us in the Bible, and us preachers, we're bad for this, get to grumbling and griping and feeling sorry for herself when everybody, we find out that everybody don't love us. <laughs> Do you preachers that way? Well, nobody don't love me. Nobody don't want to hear me. Nobody don't want to be around me. People will not accept me. People don't want to hear me. People won't accept me. Poor little Ralph. Just because some people out there lying and running their mouth. Then poor little Ralph. You just got it so rough. I think I'll just quit. But you know what Jesus said? He reminded me one day, <laughs> He reminded me one day when I was going through one of them pity parties and I was reading the Bible and there it was just in red and black and white there. There it was. He said, remember they done it to me before they done it to you. They did not accept me before they didn't accept you. They lied on me before they lied on you. They hated me before they hated you. You just pick up the Word and you go right on a plowing, boy. And that's what I've done and that's what I'm going to continue to do as long as God will put breath in this body. Amen. I may get so old one of these days, Paul, I can't walk or something, but I, well, you'll be too old to push me around the wheelchair. I'll have to get some of these younger guys. Get who? Connie. <laughs> and then in verse 7, and he said, He called unto him the twelve, disciples and he began to send them forth I like that and I thought about that and I thought well this might have been the first time since Jesus had passed by the old sea out there and said boys come follow me come on follow me I'll make you fishers of men and you know, the Bible said that they left their debts. They, one of them left their fathers, left their boats, left their fish. If they, had, they left everything and went and followed Jesus. 
And Jesus said, now remember these words, Jesus said, told them, said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. What Jesus was really saying to them, he has said to me and you before, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Every preacher that's been called of God to preach and every teacher has been called to teach, we've heard them word that the disciples heard, follow me. And the reason Jesus told them, said follow me, he knew they know nothing about him. He knew they know nothing about what Jesus was about. Matter of fact, I don't believe they really knew Jesus at that time. But I believe they knew something that made them want to go and follow Jesus. Maybe His curiosity, I don't know. But the reason Jesus said to follow them, and the reason He's telling all of us to follow Him, is because without Him, we don't know the way. Without Him, we can do nothing. Without Him, I could not got up here this morning not knowing how the Lord was going and where He's going. And He said to follow me. And the reason He said that was for the future when He was gone. He said, follow me. And the reason He's saying to us, follow Him, is because we've got to be a good follower before we can be a good leader. If you can't follow, then you sure can't lead. Amen. That's where a lot of these young preachers get to the problem at teaching, Brother Dean. Uh, amen. They try to think God's called them, you know. They get the heartburn or something and think, well, that preacher can do it. I can do it too. Uh, and they jump up and they don't follow the Lord. They don't listen to the Lord. Uh, they think, well, I, he does it on his own. I can do it on my own. Uh, but that's not the case. Amen. Uh, I've been following Jesus since 1983. Uh, amen. Uh, and I tell you what, I'm still following him uh, because I found out uh, it's a lot better soon to follow the Lord. Uh, amen. And it is to try to follow myself. Uh, if I followed the way that I wanted to go, uh, I'd be back out in the world where a lot of the rest of that today. Glory. Amen. <laughs> so Jesus, the Bible says here that Jesus called them into Him and He began to send them out. See, they had been with Jesus for a long time. They had seen a lot of things that happened during the time they was following the Lord. I believe they was with him there when he opened blind Bartimaeus' eyes that was sitting by the roadside of crying out, and the people said, Oh, shut up, you old fools. They just shut up. Said, You old beggar. Said, That's Jesus coming up the road there. He don't have time to fool with you. You're not important. Nobody likes you. You're filthy. You stink and all of that. Just sit there and be quiet and don't bother the master. He's coming by. That didn't stop him from crying out, and it ain't going to stop me today. It got louder, brother. Mark said it got louder. Sometimes I get louder, Mark. Hey, man. But the closer he got, the louder old blind Bartimaeus cried out, 
Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. I need help. And Jesus got up there to where he's at and he heard him. He heard him the first time he called for And he stopped and he looked at him and he told the one that he told him to shut up and be quiet. He said, you go bring that man to me now. And the Bible says they went and brought him to Jesus and Jesus asked him, said, what do you need, man? Jesus, you ain't need. And blind Bartimaeus said, Lord, I've been blind all my life. I'd like to see for one time. And the Bible said that Jesus said, all right, paraphrasing and the Bible said he reached out and laid his hand on his eyes and the Bible said he saw right away. Amen. I want to tell you today, church, we could see more things happening in God's house if we would just get right with God and stay right with God and quit following the world and listen to the world. (laughs) Well, I was going to take it easy this morning. Knowing I was going up yonder to preach tonight. But I've done it before and I can do it again. Not I, but it's I that lives within me. I don't tell you, he's my strength. Is he your strength this morning? Is he your rock this morning? I like that one. He said, I'll be your rock. A lot of people I know that was on the rock. I like to say on the solid rock. No matter what storm came, brother, they was right there on that rock. And somewhere along the line, they let the devil get in and they fell off from the rock. You need to get back on the rock. You need to get back into the house of God and you need to get back in. A church will preach you the truth. You've been going through them pity parties long enough out there, people. Amen, been making excuses long enough while you're not in God's house. It's time you get back. Time you get back. That didn't cost nothing. I'm free this morning. And he began to send them forth by two by two and two. You know why he sent them two by two? You know what the Bible says about that? He says when two stands in agreement... Upon any one thing, what did he say? It shall be done. Is that the word, Trace? And that's why he sent them out two by two to witness for one another. And he sent them out two by two, and he gave them power. (laughs) Anybody like that? He gave them power over unclean spirits. Now I believe, now this is my theory. Somebody might can prove it different. And that's all right if I'm wrong. But they had been following Jesus, Lee, there for some time. And I believe it had got to the point in their life because they were good followers that Jesus said, okay, now, I'm going to send them out. I can't do it all myself. That's why I call these disciples. They've been in training. They're ready to go now. They have seen what I do and the works that I do. And he said, I'm going to send them out.
But I like what that said there. I like what that said. He said, And he called unto him the twelve, and began to send, he sent them forth, by two and two. And I like this. And he gave them power. He gave them power. See, they didn't have any power without Jesus. They didn't have any power. If you don't have Jesus Christ this morning, you don't have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit this morning, you don't have Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. You don't know Him. He said, because as many as come to my sons and my daughters, He said, I will give them power to overcome the world. Amen. It's not that God... Don't have the power. It's not that the Lord does not give the church the power to overcome the devil and the evil that's in it today. It's not that God don't give it. The problem is that the people will not accept it. Amen. And if they don't accept it, then they don't receive it because they won't accept it. Then they don't have any power. Amen. God knows the one that will use it. And he knows the one that won't use it. Amen. I say we all need a good dose of it sometime. Amen. I believe if we come into the house of God and we get to thinking about before we got here, we got to think about how we're blessed and what God's done for us, what He's brought us through, where we're at today and how blessed we are. I mean, just blessed on every hand. And if we get to thinking about how God has blessed us and every blessing comes from God. It don't come from me and it don't come from you. It comes from God this morning. And if we get to thinking about how God had been with us, uh, not only in the good time, but how God had brought us through the bad times. Uh, hey man, and we come out victorious. Uh, you know there's victory in the Lord today. Hey man uh, there's victory in the Lord today uh, and sometimes I believe the Bible says uh, when they, we have victory in Jesus uh, then I believe the redeemed of the Lord should say so uh, and give God a hand of praise right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's church, let's come alive today. But he gave them power. And he sent them out two by two. And he said, I'm going to give you the power over unclean spirits. And after he gave it to them, the Bible said in verse 5, and he commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff, a big walking cane only, take no script, take no bread, Take no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. Now how many of you would like to go out on a journey as it sounds like if Jesus sent them out with nothing? How would you like to go somewhere, let's say on vacation without any money? How would you like to, like to go without any food or anything else. When we go fishing or something, Brother Dean, I go prepared. Hey, man. I usually take me some bologna and cheese. Uh, hey, man. Pork and beans and crackers goes good on the river with a big old onion. Hey, man. Nobody smell your breath. 
and just chop down on a big old sweet onion and a piece of blown and a big old tomato, fellas, I ain't nothing no better. Amen. Amen. But we go, we like to go prepared, don't we? But Jesus told them, He said, don't you take nothing. Don't you take no money. Don't you take no, well, wait, no script. Don't you take no bread. Why did He say that? What do you think Jesus told him that? He wanted to see if they trusted Him. If they trusted Him. You know, a lot of times us Christians, we'll say that we have faith and we trust God in everything. But do we really? Do we really? When a little storm comes up, do we tell Jesus about it? When a little trouble comes up, do we tell Jesus about it? Or do we call the preacher? Do we call a friend and we tell them all about it? And we just keep calling people, calling people. Uh, when we get in a pity party and, and the longer that you can get somebody to agree with you, you know, and feel sorry for you, you'll just keep on and keep on and keeping on. But what will stop it if somebody just tell you, say, get out of that pity party. You ain't the only one who got problems. Amen. You ever feel like you just don't want to have any problems? You ever see anybody just feel sorry for yourself? Feel like they had any all any uh, there's only one had any problem. Nobody else had any sickness in their family. Nobody else had no bills in their family. Nobody else in this world had it any not near as bad as what I've got. It. Poor little me, I've got it worse than anybody. Has anybody ever been there? Yes, you have. Don't sit back there and lie to me. We have all been through these pity parties. <laughs> Ain't we, Scott? Shame on us. Shame on us. But Jesus told us to don't take anything with you. Trust me. Trust me. God wants us to trust Him. Did you know it? Not just in the good time, but He wants us to trust Him in every situation that we're in. You know, there's a lot of people out there puts their money in their wealth, in their Put your trust in their money, in their bank account, and the material things that they've got. We were talking the other day, and somebody said, Well, said, you know, Brother Ralph said, he's rich people. I've known a few of them, got a lot of money. He said, I never did see a, a hearse pulling, pulling a U haul behind it going to bury somebody. A lot of people is absolutely killing their self thinking that money is going to take care of their problem. Think they're going to take it with them. I said it's going to take, what are, what are they, a four by six by six? Is that what a grave is? Is it a four by four foot wide, six foot long, six foot deep? It's going to take the same size hole to put a millionaire is and it is to put a poor boy like me in. And I don't know how they're going to put him down there, but I know one thing, I'm not going to stay down there. Because my Bible tells me when the last breath goes out of me, this old body's going back to the dust of the earth. Amen. And my spirit's going to return to God who got it. And there I'm going to remain to the trumpet sounds. <laughs> Woo, then the Bible says the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Said those who are alive and remain will not prevent them that are dead 
of coming first because God's going to bring them with him. Amen. We was talking about that this morning back there in, that, in, the, in the room with them little children. God, they're so smart. I might just go back there. I, don't know, I think I served his class. I might ask her if she needs some help. I'll just leave you old people out here with Tony. Let's finish up. He said, Whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And they went out, and they went out and preached that men should repent. You don't hear many preachers today preaching repentance. Did you know it? Does anybody hear him preaching repentance? You don't. You hear him preaching about blessings and about this and about that. But they preach repentance. Notice God said, Jesus said, I'm going to give you power to do these things. And he said, and they cast out many devils. And they anointed with all many that were sick. And they healed them. Because they were obedient to God. And if we're obedient to God today, He is going to give us that same power. Because you know why? Because, sis, Jesus said, I am the same today as I was yesterday. And He said, I'll be the same tomorrow. As I am today. He said I am God. He said I change not. And if God said that I'm going to be your strength today. He'll be your strength tomorrow. If he said I'm going to be your light today. He'll be your light tomorrow. If he says I'm going to give, be your comforter today. Says he said I'll be your comforter tomorrow. Psalms 27. I love it. David said the Lord. Is the strength of my salvation. Where is your strength at today? What do you believe in today? What do you count upon today? Who are you this morning? Who are you? Who am I? We know one another by name. 